Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. When I got to college and I got around a, a great community, I started to ask God who he really was. And I like to say that I went from being very legalistic to um, being a son. And mm-hmm. God took my yeah, God took my legalistic heart and really filled it with love. And um, I went from saying, I have a religion to I have a father. And that's the title of Thomas Mulia's first full-length project, I Have a Father. He was born with moderate to severe hearing loss, but that hasn't gotten in his way when it comes to playing music. He's going to share his story with us of how he got into music, how he plays music with his hearing loss. He'll also talk about an experience on American Idol. We're joined today by singer-songwriter Thomas Mulia. You are a singer-songwriter, yet you were born with moderate to severe hearing loss. How does this happen, and how have you been able to make this work? Yes, I I was born with moderate to severe hearing loss. Um, we found out I don't I don't know exactly how old I was, but I was an infant, um, and both of my parents were musicians, so that was a bit of a I'm not going to, I don't know. I, I think it was probably concerning to them because they're, um, they're both musicians. And of course they want their kids to enjoy that. Um, me and my, my older sister actually have the same hearing loss for different reasons, which is huh. very interesting. So we really bonded over that over the years. Um, but you know, it, it, interestingly enough, it, the hearing loss doesn't really impact my musical life very much I would say it impacts me in my ability to communicate with others if I'm in like a crowded room and there's hundreds of people and we're all having conversations it can be difficult to like filter out who's whose voice is talking to me versus the other conversations around me but as a musician it it really I I don't say that it has impacted me um it's just kind of my normal. I don't, I don't know life with, with full hearing. So um, life with hearing loss is just normal to me, but hearing aids are incredible. The technology is getting so much better. And so it, it really hasn't uh, been too much of an issue, I would say. And it's interesting you say that because I had a friend back in high school who was completely tone deaf. He wasn't, he didn't have any issues with, with hearing, but he was completely tone deaf, but he played the saxophone and he was one of our most talented musicians absolutely talented you would have no clue that this guy couldn't hear the difference between notes at all yeah it's interesting you know you can really rely on your you can really rely on your training you can really rely on your muscle memory um, when it comes to playing now playing in a band is a different thing but yeah as as music starts to go into more of a like recording space and mixing becomes an important skill uh, that's a bit of a question mark for me because I don't I don't know how well I can trust my ears versus mm-hmm. other people's ears. Um, but yeah, it's very much it's just what I know and it's what I do. Hey, you, your parents being musicians, I'm, and you are now, so I'm guessing it was a pretty musical household growing up. Were you guys like playing music and singing all the time? Definitely, my dad got me a guitar when I was in third grade. Um, he was very much, you know, showing us things along the way. Uh, but our parents never really forced us to do music. They just kind of let it happen. And I think 
I had a I had trouble when I was younger with the discipline of practicing, whereas my sister was always like a really good student and practiced really hard on piano, and um, I just wanted to play pop songs. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I did. I just I picked up the guitar and started learning. At the time, it was like Jonas Brothers, and then as I grew up, it started to become John Mayer and Ed Sheeran. And then eventually I started writing. Yeah. When did you start writing? How did that come to be? And uh, how good or bad was your first song that you ever wrote? (laughs) (laughs) I started writing. um, I I really started writing very young. I was probably in fourth or fifth grade when my dad just said, hey, let's let's write a song. Um, And he just showed me that was something that I could do. Uh, so we we sat down with the guitar and like picked out chords and he would kind of show me like how you put it all together. Um, so I got going on that very young and and he is a singer songwriter as well in the Catholic Church. And so he had been recording and he had a studio. So we recorded those songs that I wrote as a kid and um, we still have them. It's uh, they're definitely not. Uh, not great songs, but um, <laughs> that was when I started. And I think that that exposure and my dad just showing me like, hey, this is something that you can do. I think that had a really profound impact growing up when I decided I'm going to write a song. It, it wasn't so much of like, can I write a song? Because my dad had really like planted that seed when I was very young. That's cool. When did that path take the road down worship music and how did you eventually get to that part of your life? When I was in college, um, I, I joined a campus ministry at Arizona State University. I had always, um, I grew up in the church and I was taught the faith very young, but, you know, we all as Christians have to, to choose whether or not we're going to follow Christ or we're going to follow something else, whether we were raised in it or not. And um, when I was in college was very much that, that moment for me, I I started to um, get involved in a great community and I was exposed to men and women who really took their faith seriously. And they were my age and they, you know, they were praying daily and reading scripture and trying to really live a Christian life together. And one of the things we did a lot as in our community was we would worship and um, we would play all these songs. And I was the guy who knew how to play guitar. So naturally they handed me the guitar and they were like, you're the worship leader now. (laughs) Our our old one graduated. And um, so I just did it. It was just kind of like, okay, I, I can play chords. I can, make this happen. And eventually I really fell in love with it. And I really was moved by the, um, just like the fact that when you take scripture or you take a prayer, that's really powerful and you combine it with a melody that's really powerful. It just becomes this amazing force. And so that's what inspired me to start writing. One of the things I really like about uh, worship music or Christian music, right? You mentioned prayer and 
so often songwriters like you, you give people like me and congregants next to you in church and stuff. Like you give us the words to pray together. When we don't know what to pray. You give us words to pray. And that's one of the cool things about music is yeah. Prayers in unison kind of thing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's a really, it's a powerful thing. I, I find myself praying other people's lyrics mm. all day long and I'll now, just rattle them off, you know? You recently released a full-length project, I Have a Father. Tell us a little bit about that and how exciting that is to finally release a full-length project. Yeah, thank you. It it was uh, it was a crazy couple of years. Um, I When I was in college, I was probably a freshman when I started writing worship music. I just said, hey, I can write these kinds of songs and I started doing it and writing songs really just for like my community to sing and to pray with. And I recorded them myself um, in my dad's studio, which is where I am right now. And uh, it was very much just like, hey, I put this thing together and I'm going to just get it out to my friends. And one of the songs on there caught the attention of a Catholic publisher, Oregon Catholic Press, who... Um, they ended up signing, uh, we, we signed a recording contract to go and make another record three years later. And, um, so I had all of these songs that I accumulated through my entire, uh, college, like education, basically it was four years of just writing and writing and writing. And they sent me to Nashville to go record at a beautiful studio. And it was really just such an exciting Thing. I, I had all these songs that I, I really, I felt good about and I worked on for years and then we recorded them and, and the producer, his name was Paul Moak. He was just phenomenal and really uh, was a great producer. And we just released it like almost a month ago now. And it's just been really exciting. It's been such a blessing to get to do that. You mentioned like you had a bunch of songs. So you know, sometimes people go into the studio and they're like writing songs as they go. But in this case, it sounded like you had a bunch. So did you have to like pick and choose what songs are going to make the cut? What was that process like? We did. I, I write a lot. I had um, years of like, probably I had a Dropbox full of like hundreds of ideas. I think they were probably like two or 300 by the end of the period. And, um, we, I, I ended up sitting down with the ANR rep from uh, OCP, and we just went through all the songs. He's he's been a longtime uh, family friend, and we just went through all the songs. And he was like, "Hey, let's let's cut it down to this many." And then we did it again. Let's cut it down to this many, and we ended up coming to eleven of them. What's that like to go from two or 300 ideas to 11? Were you sad, like saying goodbye to some of them or you're just like, next time I'll get you next time. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely will come back. They'll nice. come back. I think <laughs> Melody, any idea in my mind is it, there's always it. The reason I keep it is because there's something there. And um, maybe I wasn't able to like make that idea work in a full four minute song. Um, but I always hold on to them and I, I notice that ideas that don't make it in a particular song or a particular record, they always come back and maybe I've arrived at a point in life when I can actually finish that lyric because now I've lived it 
or I can actually finish that melody. It's a very interesting thing. That's cool. You say this album is a personal prayer journey with each song being a monumental moment in your spiritual walk. What is it about this album that you hope that people are going to take away? I really hope that people will listen to the songs and feel like they are having a conversation with God. Uh, Most of the lyrics are first person, me to God. Um, A few of them are like we songs, uh, but many of them are very much like uh, it's just a conversation. It's, It's almost as if I ripped a page out of my prayer journal and put it to a melody. And so I hope that people who do have a a relationship with God can take these moments and and kind of relate to them, walk with them as they go through difficulties or even as they go through uh, beautiful moments on the journey. And and people who don't, um, who haven't experienced those things, I I hope that they can hear the music and, and want to know God more. That's pretty cool. Tell us about, like, I Have a Father, uh, the name of the album. Where's that come from? I can take a pretty good guess, but what's it mean to you? And on a deeper level kind of thing, what's it about? Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I grew up in the church. I grew up in the faith. And so from a young age, I was taught the difference between right and wrong. And I really tried to uh, to do the right thing. I, I tried probably a little bit too hard. And so I would... I would just sort of try to stay out of trouble and force myself to do what I knew was right without ever really knowing why. And I was pretty hard on myself when I would make mistakes. And um, really, it all it all came from a place of fear. And um, when I got to college and I got around a, a great community, I started to ask God who he really was. And I like to say that I went from being very legalistic to um, being a son and mm-hmm. God took my, yeah, God took my legalistic heart and really filled it with love. And um, I went from saying, I have a religion to, I have a father. And that's where that song is born. That's very cool. Uh, especially for, I think for a lot of evangelicals, uh, myself included, sometimes we don't understand Catholic faith too, right? And, but you're describing what a lot of us like to say, it's about a relationship with our creator, right? And I'm hearing that come through uh, loud and clear from this album too. You mentioned before love and pop music. We've got to talk about this really <laughs> quick before we let you go. American Idol. <laughs> you were actually on American Idol. What was that experience like? It was, you know, it was crazy for a, a 17 year old senior. Um, I had sent in a video and they were, they, they got back to me and said, Hey, we'd like to have you come and audition for the, the, it was like Jennifer Lopez and Keith Urban and Harry Connick <laughs> Jr. And um, so I just started practicing a lot and my family got in the minivan and we drove out. I got to miss a week of school. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I auditioned and ended up making it on the show. And then I went out, I think it was, uh, I think it was 2016. I went out there and did the the Hollywood week uh, thing. I don't know how familiar you are with the show. Yes. But that's yeah. Um, that's when they do the like group rounds and they just put you through all sorts of things. 
I really enjoyed being around other musicians and other people who were like very, very talented. It was pretty inspiring for me to just witness that and, and see other people who just were really great writers or really great performers. I think it, it inspired me in a lot of ways, even though I didn't make it. Um, I left that week just feeling very musically charged and, and ready to go. That's cool. I love that. So uh, yeah, maybe your dreams didn't come true, but yet it fed those dreams, right? Instead of crushing them. That's great. And now you've got this new album. For people that want to learn about you, want to pick up that album, or just want to know what's going on with you, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, you can find me on any social media or music player or anything like that. If you just look up my name, I'll my music will probably pop up. It's Thomas Mulia. And then I also have a website, which is just thomasmulia.com. And uh, usually where I'm most active is Instagram. So if you want to stay up to date, you can find me on there. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.